He comes back from the Caribbean, and it's raining nonstop. Nick Ashu back with us after a week in Puerto Rico. Nick, what you bad, man. What'd you think you about? Your, you ruled your R's there. I'm proud of you. That was good. That's uh, seven years of Spanish, and I don't know anything. I mean, I know you forget most things that you learn in high school and in college. I took two semesters in college. Uh, Spanish every year in high school, and I, if I went to Puerto Rico today, I would be so lost. I wouldn't you know, be able to. I wouldn't be able to communicate with anybody. It's so funny. Like when I was down there, my wife and I were like, "Man, we took." It's the same thing that you said, where you're like, "We learned so much Spanish, and I have forgotten everything." I'll even one up you. I started taking Spanish in eighth grade. And then all four years of high school, and then four semesters in college, and I don't remember a damn thing. And it's bad. Like, I felt walking around there, I was like, I feel like such an ignorant American that they have to, like, they have to basically work with me and communicate with me versus me going to a country that, look, there's a lot of, it's an American territory. There's a lot of English being spoken there. There's a lot of English just like Spanish on signs and, and everything else. But you just feel so dumb. You're like, I should know another language. Most of the world knows at least two languages, and I don't, and I feel stupid for it. It's a great way to make you feel really ignorant. But oh, I had a great time. I mean, the weather was great. I mean, I know you were there years ago. You got me some, some recommendations. I went to a couple of places with my wife that uh, you had a friend that suggested. Uh, and it was awesome. I mean, it's, it's just a different world there. It's slower. It's quieter. It's, I mean, the food's great. It's, the weather's warm. You can't really complain. So, And it was good because the NBA playoffs were terrible, so I just missed a lot of games. I was like, I'm doing something better. I'm going to go swim with plankton that lights up at night and glows in the dark and instead of watching this awful Celtics-Cavs game. What was it, game two where they were down by 50? I don't even remember that. It was awful. It was, so, it was terrible. Did you have any mafungo? Uh, I actually did not. I had to Google what that was. Do you, can you even tell me what that is? I don't even remember now. I believe it's it's like uh, it's it's this almost base that is built out of uh, out of plantains. It's like a thick, and you and you put you, basically you just put meat on top of it, and instead of rice, it's just, it's just like plantain uh, product. It's really good when you've got like a barbacoa dropped on top of it. But, yeah, I mean, maybe we could send this to uh, visitpuertorico.com or something like that because I don't know where you are, but I love Puerto Rico. It oh, is it's a great, great country, man. Well, it's, it's, it's so a, great. And it, it, yeah. Well, you're right. When you mention the plantains, it's funny because they love plantains there. I did have something where it was, like, wrapped plantains with, like, um, skirt steak on top of it and this, like, kind of, like, gravy sauce that was just unbelievable. It was incredible. Um. Yeah. You mentioned the uh, the NBA playoffs. I, I agree. They have been they have been lackluster at best. I, I will say this to play a bit of devil's advocate. I know the hot take right now is, oh, the super teams are ruining everything. Now let me say this: we as sports fans do not hate super teams. We actually like them because we like when there is. Great epic battles. So I think there was a way to fix this whole problem that we have in front of us, even though the ratings are going to be through the roof for the NBA Finals, Nick. If Kevin Durant had decided to go to Boston 
we would have had Boston and Cleveland as an epic showdown in the Eastern Conference Finals. And in all likelihood, if San Antonio stayed healthy, we would have had a hell of a Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, and that his decision altered everything. And what I was saying about super teams is that if we had four quote-unquote super teams, we would be happy as clams because we would have a great Eastern Conference Finals, a great Western Conference Finals, great NBA Finals. We don't hate super teams. We hate that there's only two quote-unquote super teams. Well, I, I you would call Boston a super team, though, by just having Durant on the roster? I don't know. I mean, like, how do we define a super team anymore? Like, we throw this word around so much, and look, we know Cleveland is. They've got three all-stars. You know Golden State is. They've got four all-stars. That constitutes a super team. I don't know. Boston would be a really good team if right now they had Durant and then Isaiah Thomas was healthy on top of that. I don't know if I'd put them on the level of, of, of super team anymore. Like, to get to be a super team, you pretty much have to have, bare minimum, three legit like superstars on the team to be a super team. But I'm would you? Though. But I mean, would Durant you? Being in Boston would certainly have made this better, and San Antonio being healthy. But you know, this happens every year in the playoffs, and just sports in general, not just the NBA, where one or two guys always get hurt, and it alters the outcome of the entire playoffs. I mean, there's no way in hell the San Antonio, if they're healthy, are getting swept by Golden State. Golden State's a better team. They're not getting swept by Golden State. It's just not happening. But no Kawhi Leonard, no Tony Parker. You just you don't have the same dynamic on that roster that made them successful in the regular season. Uh, but I'm, I'm with you in terms of the fact that like we super teams, really, really good teams. I mean, that's what made the 90s so great in the NBA with Jordan and the Bulls. That was a super team. I mean, that was one of the original super teams. If you, I mean, not the original, but you get what I'm saying. Like, people want teams still that they can either love or hate. Like, the Patriots have been so good so consistently. Whether or not you want to talk about their cheating or not, that's fine. But that's they still have been. The records have shown they've been a really good team for a long time. People love them or people hate them. And when you look at the Warriors or you look at the Cavs or some of these teams, people love them or people hate them. So uh, I'm with you on that part where people will gravitate to that type of storyline because it gives you that excitement. It, it brings that emotional bell with, with fans where you're either all for them, you love Steph Curry or Durant or whoever, or you're like, I hate them, screw them for doing what they did and having this team. Because really, honestly, think about it, Tim. You and I, like, if the Wizards were as good as the Warriors, if they had that roster – would you complain? No. We'd love it. No, we'd, we'd love down, it. Fans are jealous of teams that are better than their team. We want our teams to have that same success. Absolutely. You are 100% right. It's jealousy. Look, I'm as I'm as jealous as, as, as hell of the New England Patriots. I wish we could have a franchise that won five Super Bowls. Everyone would. But... The funny thing is, you know, the the stats going to be brought up when it happens. The Cavaliers and the Warriors are going to be the first teams to meet in the NBA Finals for three straight years. Well, the Lakers made it to the NBA Finals eight times during the 80s, and because the Rockets made it to the Finals in 1986, upsetting the Lakers, you had two two series of Lakers-Celtics, then you had the Rockets in there, and then you had more Lakers-Celtics. Let's get away from, oh, I wish there was more parity. We don't, we don't want parity. In the mm-hmm. end, Nick, and you've brought this up more so than I have, is that when it comes to the NCAA tournament, 
We like upsets in the first round, but in the end, we want the big boys playing for a yes. championship because we want yes. we want the best game possible. We like, oh, that was cute that Memphis won a couple games against San Antonio, but nobody wanted Memphis to make it to the NBA Finals. As much as we love the Wizards, Nick, nobody, aside from D.C., wanted the Wizards in the NBA Finals. We're getting what we want. Let's stop complaining about it. Yes, would it have been nice if these games were a little more entertaining? No doubt about it, 100%. But in the end, this is what we wanted. We want the Cavaliers and Warriors to play because they're the two best teams in the NBA. I mean, parody, you know what it gets you? It gets you baseball. And you get teams like the Royals winning. And, and no offense to the Royals, they were a great story. I'm happy for Kansas City and that whole fan base. But you know what? They weren't exciting to watch. You're not going to bring the casual fan in like – as a, look, as an NBA fan, you know me, obviously. I'm an NBA guy first. I love the NBA. I want the NBA to thrive. I want my favorite sport, my favorite league, whatever it is, I want it to thrive. And what makes a sport thrive is bringing in the casual fan. And when you bring in the casual fan, it's having those teams that everybody recognizes. The person that's watched maybe one or two quarters of an NBA game during the regular season, but then in the finals, or at least even in the playoffs, they're, all right, I'm going to give this a little bit more. I want to watch a little bit more of this. Parody and a bunch of teams that are three or four games over 500. It's just, it, essentially all it is is just, it's, it's, it's a nice word for mediocrity. You have, you're propping up mediocrity as opposed to having three or four dominant teams that you know are really good, that yeah, you're going to see them in the finals, but guess what happens when you have this? You get rivalries, and the NBA is lacking. It's driven me nuts for years good rivalries and now with Cavs with the Cavs and Warriors on the brink of being the finals matchup for the third straight year that's a rivalry right there and it's two really good teams with superstars future hall of famers that's what the NBA needs more than anything else parity is so incredibly overrated another thing that we as sports fans and and I I feel like it is now just because of the the Twitter age man we do not except players being good. And what I mean <laughs> what I mean by that is after game 3 it was like LeBron had got his skills stolen in Space Jam. Everyone brought up I heard radio shows Nick tease well has LeBron shying away from the moment again is he 2010 LeBron again. I'm like, did we forget what we just saw last year in the NBA Finals when he was yes. borderline yes, superhuman? Yes, when he forgets, dude. put the Cavaliers on his back and won him that series? Did we forget in 2015 when he didn't have Kevin Love or Kyrie Irving that they had a 2-1 series lead? Did we forget the first 10 games of the NBA playoffs? And I know people are going to say, geez, won't you stop defending LeBron? Nick, it's not just LeBron. Now... The narrative on John Wall around the country is, look at that Game 7 performance. He went 0 for 11 in the fourth quarter. James Harden, his Game 6 performance or Game 7 against the the Spurs, he's never going to live that down. Steph Curry now, the two-time defending league MVP because he had a poor showing in the finals last year, it's like he doesn't know how to play basketball. Nick, why are we so quick to just write everyone off. Look, you and I are not major fans of Russell Westbrook, but I recognize that the dude did average a triple double for yeah, the season. He yeah, was look, he's a ridiculous look. talent and because he 
uh, doesn't trust his teammates, he now is a guy that nobody wants to touch. It, you know, I, I feel like the only guy that's getting a pass is a guy who doesn't get into the postseason, and, and that's Anthony Davis. So like, yeah, Anthony Davis, I'd start my franchise around him. Well, hell, yeah, put him put him in the postseason, also, no, and then then we'll crap on him because he won't perform to the level that we expect. I mean, well, Anthony Davis, that's, a, that's an interesting name to bring up because, yeah, this is a guy that's really done nothing in the postseason and has had a lot of injuries to start his career, so the expectations are a lot lower. Look, when you're a star, I mean, the expectations are always going to be higher. You're always going to put yourself in a position where people nitpick every little game, every, like, we're talking games that don't matter in the regular season and people are, are, are what have you done for me lately? I'm, like, I'm just kind of tired of it in some way. Like, I get it. Look, LeBron was not good in the game that you just talked about. Okay, fine. He was terrible. What? Agreed. The, the rest, guess what? The rest of his team was, and he's not the type of guy, he's not Michael Jordan where he's going to, or Kobe Bryant, where he's going to continue to shoot and continue to shoot if he's not having the best game that he can have. Because guess what? He can do better than Kobe and better than Jordan. He can facilitate. He can get other people involved on that team, and he recognizes who has the hot hand, and he's not afraid to get those guys involved. And I understand that and he doesn't have the same killer instinct and the same attitude necessarily of, I want to beat the guy in front of me because I'm screaming at him. He doesn't show it. Guess what? Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, people really didn't like those guys. Didn't like playing with them. Didn't like playing for them. It did like... They weren't fun guys to play with. There's a reason why so many players, so many stars, so many role players have all taken pay cuts to go play with LeBron James because when he's not having his best game, he gets everybody else involved on top of that. And but Yeah, I mean, I get it. You do need, like, John Wall or James Harden, you bring those guys up, and they did need to have better games, their last games in the playoffs. It is true. But you look at somebody like John Wall, he really hasn't been in that situation yet. That was the biggest game of his career. Yeah, he didn't play well, but you know what? That sometimes happens to young players that go through this for the first time in their career. If that continues, then it's a problem. But you, you have to. we have to keep in mind, too, that when we put these massive expectations on players, and social media has made it even more that way, where it's just so easy for somebody to throw an opinion out there couple of retweets and then everybody feels the same way it's like we're all just sheep now to retweets that's all that it is a couple of clicks and we just follow it like sheep we have to keep in mind that young players have to go through growing pains guess who else went through growing pains michael jordan michael jordan couldn't get past the pistons for a long time in his career so like we look back on jordan's career with all this nostalgia people that grew up with jordan it's nobody could ever be better than jordan and he won six titles well he also did Lose to the Magic in the playoffs that first year he came back from his first retirement. And, by the way, I don't know if you've looked at this, but LeBron has consistently made it to the finals for many, many years now and never lost in the first round. I mean, there, there's been so much with LeBron that we overlook because we have this blind nostalgia with Jordan. And, look, Jordan, to me, is still the greatest player ever. But LeBron's creeping up there, man. But we're going to, and I have told you this before, I've always felt this way, where we're going to look back on LeBron with a lot more admiration, a lot more nostalgia like we have with Jordan once he retires. We're going to miss what LeBron James has done because we're too busy nitpicking every little detail of what he's done now in the NBA versus, oh, we've forgotten all the failures that Jordan's had. And by the way, Michael Jordan has had some failures. Yeah, it was funny. I was I was looking back and I was just going through box scores of just random playoff games because that's what Game 3 is going to end up being. It's going to be a random playoff yeah. game. And I, and I looked it up. I went to 1997. Of course, that was uh, year two of the three-peat. 
for the Bulls. They lost Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals to the Heat, a series they won four games to one. So when you look at it on the surface, uh, whatever, one loss. Jordan went 9 of 35 in that game and 0 of 8 from 3. But nobody talked, oh, remember Game 4 against the Miami Heat in 1997? No, nobody talks about that. Nick, I had a, I had a burning hot take on my show over the weekend about LeBron Ooh, and Michael Jordan. And this is this was my hot take about the comparison and whose legacy is better, who's the greatest of all time. Who cares? How about that? Let's just enjoy what we're watching. But, Tim, how dare you say that? We can't do that. We I know. We compare and make Mount Rushmore's all the time. Everything has to be a list? debate. Come Look. on, how dare you? First off, and you you brought it up, and we've talked about this, you know, when we had a show. Why is Michael Jordan talked about in such reverence? Why is he in such rarefied air? Is it because of the the shoes? Is it because of of the the tongue hanging out? Look, I love Michael Jordan. I agree with you. I think he is the greatest of all time. I grew up with Michael Jordan, but I'm also watching this dude, this specimen that is ridiculous. I'm just sitting back and putting my feet up and saying, you know what? Instead of debating every four seconds whether or not LeBron is better than Michael Jordan, I'm just going to watch and enjoy the fact that this dude has gotten 32 points, 11 boards, and 11 assists a game. I'm just going to enjoy it instead of debating whether or not his Game 3 performance affects his legacy when it comes, when he, what, gets to the pearly gates? You know, when when St. <laughs> Peter is there? Well, were you better than Le, uh, Michael Jordan? Let me look back at Game 3 of the Eastern Conference Finals in 2017. Oh, 11 points and 6 turnovers? I don't know. You're probably not as good as Jordan. That's very enlightened of you. I like this side of you. It's, this is this is a new this is a new calmer Tim Murray a little bit, which I think is I think it's good. I think it's the father the fatherhood that maybe ended. it is. It, it might be. It 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 really might be. Uh, before before we finish up, Nick, Jay Mariotti is officially crazy. Have oh, you yeah. seen the tweet that he is going back at Scott Van Pelt? It is. It's it's insanity. It, it seems like he he is he's crazy. Yeah, I don't really. I know like this. There's some. Ba- I've I've read enough of the background where it's something where Van Pelt tweeted something out about Mariotti. Mariotti who had some, some he pled no contest to some assault charges or domestic violence or something. I don't know what it is. So I'm gonna be careful with how I phrase it. But like this constant back and forth with Scott Van Pelt. I don't. I mean, I guess for him, he's trying to make himself relevant. It's one of those things where hey, people are gonna talk about me and. Here we are talking about him that's in that sense. So, you know, he's a guy that's been irrelevant in this business for a long time and pretty much known as a jackass for the most part. But it's just, yeah, it's weird, man. I don't really understand, like, what he gains from this other than just getting from people. I, but in today's society, that's what works, right? Like, that's what people care about. It's like you do the, the LeVar Ball thing. Just yell and say really outrageous things and people will remember you. It's kind of sad. I, I really feel like that's what... That, that's what Jay Mariotti, a guy, yes, he had some legal issues. I won't even get into that, but came a call, you know, got let go from ESPN. I think he got let go from the San Francisco Chronicle pretty quickly. So right now he's he's doing this, Nick. He's hosting a podcast. That's, <laughs> that's his main job. Look, you and I do this, and we have fun doing it, but we've got real jobs other than this. That's what he's doing. So nobody was probably listening, or maybe not enough people were listening to his Hot takes. He's looking at Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, Colin Cowherd, all these guys making 
tons and tons of money just screaming and and making crazy statements, he probably knew also that Scott Van Pelt does have a history of responding to trolls. Mm -hmm. So he probably was like, hmm, put this all together. Maybe I'll go after Scott Van Pelt. And that's what he did. He said it's a shame ESPN can't bring 30 for 30 sensibilities to its sports center messes, such as continuing at not the fakes SVP debacle. And then they start going back and forth. And in the middle of it, Jay Mariotti, the guy who started this, brings up the tragedy that happened in Manchester and says, geez, Scott, on a day where there's so much tragedy, tragedy, why are you tweeting at me? It's like, whoa. He's such an asshat. Whoa. He's so just, it's where, unbelievable. Where don't, did don't that even, come from? Don't even try to bring that in and suddenly make yourself look like this, this nice, this, oh, I care so much. I'm a martyr. I care for all these people. And it, that's not in any way the case whatsoever. And before we get out of here, uh, you excited that Top Gun Two is going to be coming out? And yeah, sure, that'll be cool. <laughs> I mean, there's just no, this. I mean, the problem is like just we've seen so many of these reboots and sequels way after the fact. Like, there's Bad Boys Three coming out at some point too. I love Bad Boys One and Two. I don't know if Bad Boys Three is going to be any good. I, I I always go in with a cautious optimism with a lot of these movies. Like, people are bitching about the new Alien movie. I haven't seen it. I heard it was pretty bad. Kind of a scam. Not really an Alien movie. Uh, whatever. I just I try to really have this cautious optimism with a lot of movies right now. What the the thing that that I'm most curious about, and uh, I was watching my favorite Australian morning show the other day, and that's when I heard about Top Gun Two when Tom Cruise was on it and confirmed there will be a Top Gun Two. Um, you know more about the military life than I do. I believe your brother's uh, in the military. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. movie came out 31 years ago, 1986. Uh, he can no longer be a pilot. You, you have, like, time restrictions. So what is his right. job going to be, you know? <laughs> yeah, I have what no are they, idea. Are they going to be, like, Maybe commercial airline be a pilots? guy that's trying, to, that's trying to bend the rules and see if he can get back in. I'm going to get back in there in the air. Like, maybe that's going to be the whole concept of the movie is just trying to get past all of the regulations of how long you can fly <laughs> and just do it again. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like when you do these sequels, do you make it in real time? So if it's 31 years later, what's the storyline going to be? Right. Eh, it, uh, I just... I'm telling you, man, movies now, for me, it's just cautious optimism. I'm like, I kind of want to see it, but is it going to be as good as I thought? I think they could have a lot of fun, though, if they did, like, Maverick and uh, and, or Tom Cruise and and Val Kilmer were just, like, rivals working for United or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) One of them gets in trouble for pulling somebody off of a plane, beating them up. You know, that'll work, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's what's going to yeah, be. Yeah, Top Gun, United version. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, that's going to do it. A little shorter version here. We got a lot to get into next week when the NBA Finals finally comes around. Uh, until then, we'll see you, folks. <laughs>